Welcome to the New Missions Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Detellis. And on this episode, I have a conversation with lead pastor David Miller from the Fellowship Church in Leesburg, Florida. We talk about how short, short term mission trips, that's right, short trips, coming to Orlando to serve with our shoebox drive is helping to impact the lives of families in Haiti and impacting the families of their church. Let's enjoy this conversation. It's great to be with Pastor David Miller today. Thanks for being with me, David. Oh, it is a pleasure. I always look forward to our conversations and now look forward to this time together with you and our audience. Yes. A lot of times it's you and me at a coffee shop or hanging out with your staff at the church, at the fellowship. Uh, You all are doing a great job there in Leesburg reaching your neighbors and the nations. I know recently you were telling me a story of how you canvas neighbors and homes and inviting them to your church. And uh, this episode is going to release in November. I know end of year, you all do a fair amount of please come and visit us during Christmas. What's that like for you guys? Yeah, you are spot on. Our biggest service of the year traditionally has been Christmas Eve Eve for us. Uh, It's the day we planted our church uh, this Christmas Eve Eve of 20. Uh, 22 is going to be our fifth anniversary. So we started our church on Christmas Eve, Eve. That's been kind of our, that's been our MO. And, uh, and so we do, we do a one mile, two mile, three mile radius of our church. Uh, we canvas every year during November, December uh, with a door hanger, kind of go door to door, old school. Uh, we don't do as much since COVID. We don't do as much interaction with homeowners. But, uh, but we walk, uh, we put people, we mobilize people out on the streets to uh, do door hanger. That's going to have promotional materials, certainly about the church, but uh, letting them know about um, our Christmas Eve Eve gathering. We recognize that uh, Christmas time is unique and special for all families. And uh, we like to give our team an opportunity to be at home on Christmas Eve and day. So we really chose the 23rd to be our lock and load day. So we, we canvassed the community. We've done our one mile, every single home in business multiple times. And then uh, we do the two mile. We've done the two mile on two occasions and then three mile. We've not completed the entire three miles, but we've done the majority of it. You know, we have random times throughout the year, but we certainly target it strong in the final quarter of the year to make a big push for uh, people. We found that people like to go to church on Christmas, and we know there are Christers out there that enjoy Christmas and Easter. Uh, Easter kind of takes care of itself. You don't have to promote a lot uh, during the Easter season. But Christmas time is unique because everybody's got, you know, high school band concerts, you know, the elementary kid Christmas concerts, the office parties. We love and embrace all of that. We host uh, every year. We have the high school here to do their Christmas uh, jazz uh, Christmas band and and the elementary school right here around the corner from us. So they'll be with us this year again. And that's been a win. But again, the 23rd, we go all out kind of a kind of production style, not really a show, but a production style. It is highly interactive. We make sure that all five senses are touched. Nice. And we canvas the area strong. So it's been a, it's been a really good uh, connection point for us. That's tremendous. But I really enjoy that you're making the anniversary, the center point, but also you can't love your neighbors if you don't know them. Yeah, exactly. We really focus, particularly in the last 
by the time you, our audience is listening to all of this, and they could be listening to it, you know, one day and maybe a month from now. Tim was with us. Uh, for all of you that are listening, Tim uh, came over and spoke to our people on National uh, Good Neighbor Day, and you know, there were a lot of great takeaways. But for me personally, my greatest takeaway was just the simple hello. And I can tell you there have been story after story after story now over the last several weeks since uh, September of just saying hello to people. Tim, I, I've got stories I can share. We just had, I said hello in the Home Depot parking lot about two weeks ago, mm -hmm. doing some renovation on our son's home. I was there, pulled into the parking lot, got out of my truck, got my stuff, came back out. There was a guy in the parking lot and uh, I said, hello. He's a young 23-year-old. He said, hey, um, we talked for a few moments. And uh, long story short, he was in my home last Wednesday night for the very first time ever at a young adults gathering and has been to church two Sundays back to back and brought a friend with him last Sunday. Tremendous. Yeah, he's a, he's a Home Depot employee and just a simple hello in the parking lot as he was gathering the carts together. And so I, I've been sharing those stories with our church people. In fact, he was here Sunday with a guest and I recognized him and his guest that, hey, it was a simple hello that got them there. That's encouraging, Pastor David, because as we have talked with your staff and the church family, isolation has really become the pandemic where people are removing themselves and living further apart really mentally and emotionally. And then even when they're in a store, even, you know, we, we ignore people versus just saying hello can open up the door for a conversation. And more importantly, what you just modeled, an invitation to come and visit your church. And you have been very generous as a lead pastor, inviting your church family to serve um, throughout the area. And just recently, uh, students have come to New Missions to serve. You've had your senior adults come and serve. How is serving showing your church family what missions looks like personally to them. Yeah, that's good. We we have certainly enjoyed our time at New Mission serving because it is local for us. We are on the outskirts of Orlando, so it's not a difficult thing for us. But I would also say for anybody listening, um, if you can come, even if it's a half a day's drive for you, uh, you know, the ROI for any church is going to be significant because of the time spent. You know, for us, it's a simple 45, 50 minute trip down the road. You know, this last time I was with our group, I did senior adults and I did them in two shifts because we had so many of them sign up. And so I had a morning shift and then uh, a bunch of us ate lunch together and we did a time of celebration and how impactful and serving new missions and thinking about children opening up boxes, whether that's at Christmas time or, or not at Christmas time. Most of us here with our first world problems don't think about the simplicity of a shoebox that has some essentials in it and how profound that is. But our senior adults absolutely loved it. And then we did a second shift with them. I stayed and did the second shift with them and both groups. It was just phenomenal. And then I've come down with our students, our student pastor, has brought groups down multiple times to engage students and some of the parents have come, youth leaders come. So, you know, for the last 20 to 25 years, the buzzword in church has been about connecting people into life groups. And I certainly am an advocate for that. I was a youth pastor myself for 18 years. I've been a senior pastor now for 12. 
And uh, there's nothing that in, in my world of pastoring, there's nothing that connects people greater than serving together. Yes. It provides community. It provides accountability. It provides connection. All the things you're looking for from a pastor in a church with your people happens when you can serve together. So it's one thing to go to a, a, a small group and maybe do a Bible study. And, you know, for me, if, if our folks could just practice what we talk about on a Sunday, we're in business, let alone going to a Monday night or a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night Bible study. And, and I'm for studying the Bible. Please don't uh, misunderstand me. I just don't want people to get fat on the scriptures with no exercise. And so if we can put into practice what we're learning, how about we go biblical on that? Be a doer of the word, not just a hearer only. So that's really what we, I I preach it uh, pretty loudly that we want our people serving. If we've got, you know, people that give their life and faith to Christ, we want them to be baptized. We want them to observe the communion table and we do those things, but we want to engage them in serving. That is our priority. We get them engaged because we just believe that's where they can build community and make their connection. And then that provides a level of accountability uh, within the context of whether it's serving on our campus, serving uh, locally, like with new missions, or serving internationally uh, on a short-term mission trip. All of those are great opportunities. It's so important to see your church family modeling that, serving locally, internationally, and then even on the church campus. You know, I've spoken at the Fellowship Church several times. We've hosted Laugh All Night. You lead strong with our Shoebox Drive campaign. And I've been so impressed with the hospitality of the church, but the serving on site. Let's talk for a moment because there are people that listen to the New Missions podcast that serve on church staff, or they themselves volunteer and give of their time at their local church. From your vantage point, how powerful is serving the local church as somebody that doesn't just attend, but says, I'm going to invest my time what impact is that for the church family? Paramount. You know, every church is going to have their own internal language, whether that is, you know, next steps, growth tracks, new members, you know, whatever that looks like for every church. Every church has their own language. And for us, uh, we really shorten ours up to a three-step process. Uh, step number one is we want to introduce you to who we are as a church. So we talk about structure, who we are, how we do things, you know, how do we budget? Who are the leaders? We do all that stuff. Week one of our, you know, if somebody says, I want to be a part of the fellowship. Uh, We just completed one uh, recently. Uh, We had 48 people complete it. And we really had an extraordinary time because they got to hear, it's a lot of me or us talking, but they get to kind of process. And then I tell them at the end of it, listen, if what you've heard today were not the right fit for you, let us know. We love you. There may be a better fit for you somewhere else, but that's who we are. And when you come back next week, we want to learn about who you are. And so we do a couple of assessments. They take those throughout the course of the week. There is a cost for us to do that, but we send them an assessment uh, and, it, and it really assesses their hardwiring, their core value of who they are as well as a spiritual gifts assessment. And then they come back into uh, the following week and we talk all about who they are. So we talk who we are week one, who they are week two. Week three, how do you now implement? This is who the fellowship is. This is who I am. This is how God's wired me. And then we talk all about serving. Week number three is all about serving. 
And that is the extent. That's how powerful we believe serving is. Wow. For example, we have a coffee shop. We do our own blend. And it's amazing. <laughs> it, it really is. It's, it's, people love it. People come, sometimes I think they just come for the coffee, not for anything else but that. But we call it the F-bomb. It's the fellowship brew. Uh, we love it. And so it, this is one example. We call it our bistro. We have some light refreshments. You know, every church has their kind of the way they do their stuff, whether it's a coffee cart or whatever. We, we do uh, what I think is a, a good job. But on that team is about 15 people rotate serving in there. Uh, there's two team leaders. Those team leaders check on those people. They stay up with those people. They counsel those people. They pray with those people. Give you a good example. One of our team leaders uh, shared with me that uh, one of the folks that serves on our bistro team was very ill. It's a young mother, and so she and her husband. She's the team leader. She she and her husband uh, stopped by a local restaurant, grabbed some dinner, took it to her house for she and her three boys and husband, and ate dinner with them one week ago today. That was last Wednesday night. Because they're serving together, there's a commonality of. We believe that serving coffee with a smile is a, there's nothing better for us to do. This is what God's called us to do in our serving. So we're serving coffee or bagels or whatever that looks like with a smile. We want to engage people because if they get a bad cup of coffee, that may ruin their morning for them. As you've seen, you've been over here a few times. First impressions for us is a big deal. We do a team rally. You know, I kind of take a coaching mentality with that and just kind of rally the the serving troops. It could be anywhere from a low-end Sunday of 40 people serving on a Sunday, as many as 100 people serving on a Sunday, but just rallying the troops depending on what day it is and saying, hey, we've got another opportunity because we all get seven seconds to make a first impression with people. Yeah, I really like that first impression. Yeah. I've been there in that rally time in the morning pre-service, and it does set the tone for the day. And I think where you mentioned about the serving together opened up the door for people on a same team really be the church together, right? It's not just they serve those that show up, but they actually serve one another, right? That's the body of Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. We know how the gospel teaches us that they'll know you are my followers, my disciples. You're a Christian when you have love for one another, yeah. right? You're That's where they're living it. They're living it on those teams together. Pastor David, I, I do want to touch on one piece about your your church culture, and that is the fact that I know we do the shoebox drive and missions has been a priority. Mm -hmm. But recently when I was at your church, I noticed that worship and reaching a, a younger demographic with not only just music, but technology. And I have been in church my whole life, and I've said it this way for years, that it's, you know, it's ancient wisdom, but it's modern methods. And it's not that you say, hey, the Bible's old and boring. No, the, the Bible's alive and we preach it and it's relevant today. Mm -hmm. But your platform, I have just been kind of mesmerized how connected you are to a, a younger demographic in a time and place when, uh, if I could use the term, the church needs to be fresh and relational. It's not that it's taken the Bible and saying that's old. It's actually truly the Bible. That's truth. But what are you doing, if you could kind of help us kind of unpack a little bit about what you're doing to reach a younger audience? Yeah, I mean, obviously, visual is important when you are a pastor and you're casting vision, particularly, you know, we're in Central Florida. Uh, we are not downtown Orlando. We are Central Florida. We're in the, you know, we're 45 minutes 
from Universal Studios. And that is different. Uh, the, the further out you go from you know, Orlando proper, the more that there can be a tendency to be a senior adult uh, culture. And we certainly live in that and we love our senior adults and we go hard after them. But I also recognize that sometimes as a pastor, and I, I come out of you know great church experience and background and uh, very grateful for my heritage in church ministry, uh, we just we made some really fundamental decisions and we press against those every single third Monday. Um, we, we, you and I have probably never even talked about this specifically, but every third Monday, we as a leadership team talk about, are we staying on mission? Because it's so easy for us to drift. So every third Monday night at 530, uh, I spend about 90 minutes to two hours with our core leaders on a Zoom call. And we just talk about a number of different things. But the final question, every I've been doing this for going on five years, every month. Uh, somewhere around 7, 30, 8 o'clock, we have the discussion, are we staying on mission? Because our mission is we want every man, every woman, every child to know of the love of Jesus Christ. And if that's serving coffee, if that's waving in a parking lot or helping someone get to their seat or a worship environment, it's critical. We know that visual is very important. And as you're asking me that question, how do we create in a, we're well over 50% demographically is over senior is 55 plus. Well, for us visually, we had to make some really, some pivotal decisions in planting this church in 2017. And one of those was in a collaborative work, with people like Southeastern down in uh, Lakeland, Southeastern University, and, and some other things that we did. I've got a son that's highly technical and highly musical uh, he's a drummer and he gets it. And so we really, we made some fundamental decisions that we didn't want to be exclusive that, hey, if you're, you know, 45, you're not allowed to sing or play a guitar on our stage. That, that's not the, 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 uh, the way we function. But we do have a young group, uh, probably the oldest person on our stage on a typical Sunday would be about 33 or 34 years of age. We typically never put a student that's in high school on our stage. Uh, we do have a young uh, high school student that occasionally will play a bass guitar that's highly proficient. But for the most part, it's young adults that are between 21, 22, 23 years of age to about 32, 33. And again, there's their community. They're serving together, whether that's vocals or playing an instrument or being on a media team. So visually, when you walk into our place, it, it, let's just say hypothetically, you're you know 55 years old or you're 65 years old and you walk in. It could be culture shock for you. Uh, if you were expecting one particular style, you may see that that's not the style we are. And, you know, we had to make those decisions early on. And then again, we press in on that every single month because, you know, there are a lot of great churches around our community. I mean, some fantastic churches, fantastic pastors. We really have some great churches around the Central Florida community and in particular Orange and Lake County. Well, there are churches that their flavor is, let's say, contemporary, or their flavor is traditional, or their flavor is blended. We chose our flavor to be a modern style, and it is electric. I, I use the phrase all the time, we are youth group for adults. We place a high premium on creating a celebrative spirit and celebrative uh, a moment on a Sunday 
We just believe that uh, the enemy and life can be challenging enough. The enemy wants to beat people down. And we certainly see that in our culture. And of course, if anybody has a television in their home or a smartphone, we are bombarded with messages of negativity and critical spirit all the time. So we just believe, and we made a decision in 2017, that's not going to be who we are. When you walk into this campus, you're going to be loved on. You're going to be, you're going to get a handshake or a, a hug or a high five or a, you know, toe to toe or heel to heel or whatever we do. And then when you look at our stage, it's going to be young. There's going to be energy. Uh, for senior adults, it's going to be like seeing their grandchildren on stage. Sure. It doesn't mean that we don't have seniors that can sing. We do, but we have other ways and outlets for them to use those gifts than our Sunday morning environment. In the first seven seconds of seeing what we do, people are determining, is this for me or not for me? You know, if you're looking for something that's more liturgical or you're looking for something that's going to sing, you know, Chris Tomlin with a guitar, all those things are fine. It's not who we are. And we want to stay true to who we are. Uh, That also attracts that age group. And when you have quality musicians and quality vocalists, they are attracting others And so that's been a tremendous, and and our leadership in that has been phenomenal, both from a media side, technical side, as well as a band vocal side. Two people lead that, you know, one of them is 23 and one is 28. For them to lead, that, that becomes attractive to other people in that age demographic. We talk about Neapolitan ice cream all the time. There are churches out there that do a really good job maybe of serving up all three different flavors. Um, you know, they can do a, an early morning traditional, then a contemporary, and then maybe something more contemporary. We just chose this is who we are, and we want to put our gifts and our skills on the table for the Lord to use in a modern way. And so we do. We get after it. And then we do verse-by-verse teaching. Uh, so we are a verse-by-verse teaching church. And uh, we take a book of the Bible. We go verse-by-verse, and we deal with the tough issues, no matter what they are, verse-by-verse. And, uh, and it's been a really uh, great success story for a church plant in this community. Well, this is encouraging. I'm, I'm grateful for your leadership, Pastor David, and also how you, you are reaching a, a young generation while I'm witnessing how your senior adults still serve strong on mission, you know, through new missions and through the church, through the cafe and through all that you're doing. But I just want to close out by just saying this, you know, thanks for your partnership with new missions, but also for leading your church well to make missions a priority. Um, In closing, let me just ask this one final question. Um, As you look out to this new year, you know, what is your prayer for your church and your church family? Well, you just used the word. So we, we theme our years. This year's theme has been win the day. We've talked every single Sunday, every single online broadcast, everything we've done. We, approach from the standpoint of encouraging our people just win today. Tomorrow's coming. You're going to have to address tomorrow, but if you'll win today, you're in business. Awesome. Uh, We really chose that as our theme for this year, win the day. And then next year, we've already established that this is going to be a year of prayer for us. Beautiful. Yeah. We begin 20, our, our team's already in full active preparation mode. We are doing some things completely different in 2023 in terms of prayer. We have a really strong prayer ministry already. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna ramp it up even more. It's gonna be you know prayer ministry on steroids for us. 
And so we're going to, we're actually going to start and anybody that's listening, maybe that you've got ministry uh, savvy or you're, you know, you're thinking about the new year's coming. Let's not forget January one falls on a Sunday. And uh, if you try to reach a younger demographic, um, they're not going to bed at nine o'clock so they can be at church the next morning. They're, they're not thinking rest. They're thinking it's new year. I want to kiss my loved one at midnight and bring in the new year. So we really took that into consideration. Um, you know, the older I get, the less I want to stay up till midnight, but I want to, I want to stay relevant. So I, you know, try to take a nap in the afternoon pre, uh, pre January one, we're abandoning, uh, what we traditionally do on a Sunday morning. And we are doing a full blown two hours of a prayer stations all over the campus. And, uh, that's going to be targeted everything from praying for new missions and opportunities to express the gospel in the Dominican and Haiti and through new missions to what we do on our campus with kids or students or in worship or in bistro or, you know, whatever that looks like. And then from there, we're creating uh, prayer ministry opportunities. We're going to call on everyone in our church to spend no less than 12 days next year uh, praying and fasting. And then we are launching a couple of other new initiatives regarding prayer. So prayer is really going to be our theme for 2023. We believe that God's heart is stirred when God's people pray. And uh, we've been going through the book of Acts this year, verse by verse. And uh, it's certainly seen in the New Testament church as the apostles and those whom they led to Christ. We just talked about Cornelius, this, you know, Roman officer, this uh, Gentile Roman officer up in Caesarea who gives his life to Christ and his whole household Everything is bathed in prayer. Everything is. And God moves. And that's just what we're going to do in 2023. We're calling on uh, the Holy Spirit of God to do a supernatural work that only he can do. We don't even have to be able to explain it. We're okay without explanation. We just believe that uh, God shows up when God's people pray. So we are initiating a strong 2023 of prayer. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. And Man, I'm thrilled for our time together today, Pastor David, and thanks for all that you're doing at the fellowship. This has been an encouragement personally. I know it will be also for our audience, but to be continued, I can't wait to see you soon. I love it, man. Thank you guys. And thank you, all of you that listen and support Tim to tell us the team, what an amazing group of people and uh, connect to new missions, reach out, serve, and uh, get your people serving. Amen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the New Missions Podcast, helping you live life on mission right where you are and wherever you go. There's still time to participate with our Shoebox Drive. Visit shoeboxdrive.com. You can also purchase a Shoebox gift on behalf of a student of New Missions by visiting newmissions.org forward slash gift. That's newmissions.org forward slash gift. Thanks for listening. And remember, your mission field is right where you are.